Hey, it's producer Michael Miracle here with a quick word of thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. It's folks like you who make this workplace movement work. That's why we strive to highlight great authors and experts who bring phenomenal insight on how to bring Jesus into your workplace. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers, and together we'll make the I Work For Him mission a success. Thanks again for listening. Let's start the podcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. Just want to ask you this question. Have you read Romans 12 too recently? As it reminds us of the mission that we're on as being part of I Work For Him. Romans 12 too says this, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You know, guaranteed every day on I Work For Him, we're going to tackle a topic that will help you change the way you think. But the question is, are you working on it? So here's, here's, here's a deep comment for you. What was the Garden of Eden all about? I mean, what was it there for? I mean, Adam and Eve lived there. God assigned them work there. They were there to cultivate it. They were there to multiply the human race. Yet, what was significant about this place? This place was a wonder, that was wonderful was meant for physical, emotional, and spiritual sustenance. In my humble opinion, this is something that came to me in my prayer time. The most significant thing that Eden, the garden, provided was spiritual sustenance. Sure, they got to eat, and in my words, they got to frolic, and they got to work in the garden. But it was there in God's presence in the garden that they got fed spiritually. God deemed it all good, including this time with his created beings, who had the choice to obey or not to obey. But when it was all created, he declared it good which included the declaration, work is good. Today we've got on the air with us Doug Spada. He's from an organization called Work Life. You can find out more about him online at worklife.org, worklife.org. Today we're going to talk about more about, the, uh, well, let's just put it this way, that work is worship. Doug Spada, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, Jim, happy Monday to you. Thank God it's Monday. What an incredible opportunity this day has provided for us as we work. It's been incredible. What about for you? Yes, I know. Yes, I'm having a, I'm having a great Monday. A little bit better than last Monday. Remember last Monday we had a little bit of challenges, but uh, boy, it's really, uh, it's really been a wonderful uh, day so far. And I think because I just, I, I, it was my mind and my disposition, uh, Jim. You know how that is, man. You start the day and you need to. <laughs> You need to get, you know, that transition. My team even lost yesterday, man, in the NCAA. So I thought, oh, no, this is going to be a bummer week, right? So I uh, see when I you... tackled that and <laughs> sort of transitioned and started uh, started off with a, a, you know, thank God it's Monday kind of disposition. You know, I'm convinced that college sports, in fact, any sport should not really impact your attitude towards anything because it's just all for fun. It's not, you know, whether who wins or loses, it's about how they play the game, right? Oh, it's yeah. I mean, lo- yeah, it's about winning and losing. Come on, just admit yeah, it. Yeah, you couldn't have told my, my, my 12 year old son and myself that yesterday when we were running around <laughs> the room, kind of screaming at the TV and stuff like that. But anyway, it was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, well, listen, when I saw that Gonzaga was going to be 
in the final 64, I'm like, this is the year. That was my thought right from the beginning. That, you know, yeah. They came out of nowhere how many years ago it was. But th- this is th- – I think they go all the way this year. But you know what? What do I know? I know nothing. So, all right. Yeah. So, you've got coming on the air in a little while a, a friend of yours named Matt Fleming, and he's going to get to share – a story of him living out his faith at work. So I, I, I'm going to leave that that story for a little while. So talk to me about we we we've been start talking about this Monday switch. And last mm-hmm. week you we really talked about hey make making the switch, getting it started, and and no more moaning and no moan Monday. What is it about Mondays that causes us as Christ followers to just I don't know live in defeat? Yeah. Well, you know we talked about Jim that it's. It's not just Christ followers, because obviously if you ask anybody across this planet, Monday is the most hated day, and we talked about the fact that it wasn't so much about the day itself, it was about that four-letter curse word, W-O-R-K. And then we also tied that to the fact that that followers of Christ, you know, for the most part, don't really understand why God created work, and you mentioned it in in your intro, that work is actually a spiritual act of worship. It's not just something, it's not just a job, it's not just some place you go to. Let me give you an example. It wasn't, a, it wasn't you know, my workplace, but it, it could have been. So this, early this morning, I went to the gym, and I saw this same guy that I saw often. He actually works at this gym I go to, and I just said, how you doing? His name was Ryan. And uh, he says, oh, I'm doing okay, but I just noticed something in his disposition, so I followed up with another question. Come to find out, all within a matter of two weeks, his grandfather died. His best friend was in a car wreck and died. And then it just, just at 9 o'clock this morning, like just literally right after I got there, he got a call that his uncle just passed away. Now, wow. I had a choice there, right? Um, so I, I just started talking with him, and then the whole thing opened up, and I was able to actually um, really uh, just minister to his soul, prayed for him, and, uh, and then I told him, I said, listen, there, it is by no accident that God had me come over to this machine. You were here. I asked you the question. All of this is going on, and he's telling you that, Ryan, I've got this. I know what's happening. I love you. He was completely blown away, Jim. That's the way that expectant kind of uh, walk of faith with the Lord is the way that I think we can kind of come into Mondays versus this... Uh, this moaning and just kind of this dread that we, we talked about in the last two, uh, two Mondays. Well, a lot of people that go to the workout place, they got their headphones in, they come in, they're mindless, they, they go, they do their thing, they don't interact with anybody, and they walk back out again. And mm-hmm. that opportunity to interact with people uh, is incredible. Now, I, I, I'm going to put a clarifier in there. There is also a lot of danger in a workout, Jim. It, it, don't be interacting with people of the opposite sex. That's how people get in trouble. But talking to another guy or talking to another girl, if you're a lady, that's fine. Just be careful because I have yeah. I've seen that. I'm just putting that clarifier on there. Okay, so sure. you got a chance. You got a chance to actually pray with with Ryan. Then after you had a chance to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he, uh, yeah, just it just I think it changed his whole. It's just one of those God kind of. Uh, those God kind of connections and stuff. We also talked about, Jim, how I was giving you some practical things that, you know, Monday's the greatest, uh, highest day of suicide across the earth. Remember, we yeah. talked about how heart attacks increased by 20% on Mondays. And then productivity of the United States workforce actually goes down to somewhere around 30% on Monday. So 
Mondays, uh, you know, they, it, it's got to drag for everybody. But uh, we believe, you know, that if we focus on this one day, this one day that we're all in right now, that uh, and we can actually we can actually win this in some ways for the Lord and for our own kind of uh, our walk that it'll it can cascade you know into the rest of the week and actually have an amazing impact for right. our week. But sometimes we just need a little extra help, Doug. Sometimes just do. I mean, yes, we all know we're supposed to have a better attitude than the people around us, and, and as mm-hmm. Christ followers, we should be setting that example. But sometimes we need a little help, and that's mm-hmm. what work life is all about. You've got this Monday switch kit that can help people walk through this attitudinal change. What is that all about? Yeah. Well, um, as I said before uh, in the other shows, uh, Jim, I got tired of struggling this myself. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm, you know, as much as I uh, try to help others and you and I try to help others, you know, we, we have to walk through it ourselves. So we decided that, you know, instead of trying to have everybody eat the whole elephant, let's just help people be successful on one day. Because like I just said a second ago, it can filter through this. So we did research. We put together a uh, what you just uh, talked about. A Really, it's a, it's a Monday experience where we ask people to just trust God for six Mondays. That would be six weeks. And then we, they walk through this thing called the Monday Switch Kit. It's got interactive kind of tools in it. It's got Monday text alerts. It's got all these different things that will help you. This is it right here, very simple, to keep God top of mind so that you don't switch him off. We also talked last week about Christians that go play church on Sunday, and then we go to Monday, and act, we almost work like God does not exist. Remember, like we came atheist. up with a word for that. I published a book called Monday, Monday Morning, Morning Atheist, atheist. and no one yeah, that, likes that. We all struggle with it, so we're basically here well, trying really to quick, help people stop that. Let's just really quick, I mean, we get in like 15 seconds, else, what does it mean that we switch God off when we go to work? Uh, well, switching God off can be a, a lot of different things, but in general, you, uh, you're, you're, you're not looking at your work. A lot of things that actually that cause that switch is that you're not, you're not looking at your work as worship from God. You know, like we said before, you're, you're misunderstanding the very purpose and the nature of work and why God has called you to work. So that's one of the big things. So Doug and I are partnering in this, trying to get out the whole idea. No longer are Christ followers in their workplaces in America going to do TGIF. We're going to start leading the revolution with TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. In fact, I heard a sermon yesterday. Praise God. Unbelievable. So moved. was unbelievable. Where the pastor actually said... We need to connect what we're learning on Sunday with what we're doing on our Monday through Friday. And I almost want to jump up and down and shout and dance, but I just said a really loud amen. It was very, very exciting. Yeah. Doug, I just, when I hear a pastor that gets it, I just, I'm ecstatic. And we just want to help more pastors get it. And that's why we're trying to help our listeners understand it so they can bring it back to the church and go, Pastor, this is it. I, I want to celebrate my Mondays. That's just, it's a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we talked this last week, Jim, that, that the church on Monday is actually evidence that the church on Sunday is real or effective, right? You see, you see what I'm saying? Right, so, yes. So, so the, greatest, the greatest impact of the church is actually the church on, on Sunday, so, or I mean on Monday. So we're really thinking about, like you said, 
we're, we're trying to turn this whole TGIF on its head, the TGIM. So I'm, uh, I'm just declaring Miracle Mondays from now on. <laughs> Miracle Mondays. So no longer no moan Monday zone. We're going to talk about Miracle Mondays. Kind of like right. you had this morning at the gym. I, I love That's that. That's right. That's right. So. All right and, and there are people all across the United States of America and around the world who are understanding that their faith and their work should be intertwined, that there should be a, a, a just a, a weaving together of everything about us should be changing because of our lives with Christ. In fact, today I got an email from a listener in India, a guy named John, who wanted to thank us for our ministry, which I'm still always trying to figure out how do people find out about us all across the world. But just asking for some straight business questions, but he, he wanted to join the I Work for Am Nation and start praying for the people he worked alongside. When people start to get that, Doug, when they start to realize the power of prayer in a workplace, kind of like you experienced prayer today and the power of prayer in your workout place, mm-hmm. that's when life will just go crazy in this country. Yes, right. That's right. And I think, I think right now at this time in history, too, uh, Jim, we have... Oh man, all of us listening and stuff, we have an amazing opportunity to have an, you know, just to be a part of something that God is already doing. You know, it's like, uh, you know, the famous author Henry Blackaby, watch, I never forget this, that, you know, we don't create God's will, right? He's already on the move. He's already working in all of us, even on Mondays. We have a chance to join him in what he's already doing. That is exciting, man, when you think, when you change your whole, aspect of like, hey, I'm not just going to a job to make money. No, I'm a, I'm a part of God's greater story. And, and that's understanding that we're part of God's greater story. And then as Ephesians 2.10 talks about that, that God created us to do good works in Christ that he prepared in advance for us to do. Most of us don't even think about that. I know I never did. I, I know, Doug, in my insurance world, in my IT world, I never thought about the fact that God had created me to do good works in Christ, and that he created them in advance for me to do them. And those good works maybe have interacted with people or actually the work that I was doing. But it, it it's amazing when you start to make that paradigm shift. That's right. And, you know, you know that, that word works in there, you know, that you just mentioned, you know, in Ephesians, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, we think about that word work in the Bible, and we instantly, because of the way we're raised in our in our our sort of religious kind of overtones, we think about that as actually, you know, spiritual things, or what we would perceive to be spiritual things, like, you know, working at the soup kitchen, or going on a short-term mission trip, or at least doing something down at church, when really, if you look at the root of that word, it it is inclusive of everything we do, right? And especially where we spend most of our time, and especially where God gifted us, and where we exercise that gifting out there, in the marketplace. Well, talk about exercising that gift in the marketplace. You've got somebody calling into the show today. Why don't you introduce Matt? Yeah. Well, you know, I thought it would be fun to actually just, uh, you know, mix it up a little bit, Jim, and actually have uh, somebody that's been out there practicing it. And Matt, and Matt has an, uh, an amazing testimony, worked in banking, worked at Otis Elevators and stuff. I thought Matt, he's uh, I call, I'm going to call him Miracle Monday Man. <laughs> so I thought it would be fun to have Matt and just, uh, you know, share with us and kind of interact with, uh, with a listening audience, and we can uh, get another perspective on this, uh, this whole Monday switch. So, Matt, if you're there, man, welcome, uh, welcome to the show. I am indeed. Thanks, Doug, and thanks, Jim. 
And you bet, Matt Fleming, great to have you on I Work For Him. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, I'll uh, t- try to try to keep it uh, toned down and brief. Um, but but I, you know, I'm I kind of fall in the category of the average middle class American um, white. You know, I comes with all the privileges, all the expectations growing up, and, and everything like that. Went to college, got a business degree, got out of school. Um, eventually would work in uh, several industries seemed like about every three years I would get moved into a different industry. So I got to experience a lot of different business. I knew I was being positioned for something important. Couldn't figure out what it was. And in my story, I didn't grow up in religion. And so I, I didn't have those restrictions or boundaries or limitations, so to speak. And I also didn't have that relationship with God to understand my identity or, or my purpose. I came along and met him at 25 years old and it started off, uh, quickly and very robustly. And so I began to uh, spend lots of time with the Lord. I was um, went spent 15 years at um, a, a very powerful spirit-filled church um, that really had a global voice. And so I was taking all the classes. Henry Black would be very blessed in, in my in my education and learning uh, of the, about the Lord and the scriptures. But it wasn't until probably 12 years into my relationship with Christ that um, I actually uh, began to realize that some things were missing. I, I was actually learning to stumble, Jim, in my relationship with God in the marketplace. Like I would just learn to spend time in the scriptures and pray, and I, I would notice that things would happen in business. I would get the big account, or or you know this breakthrough would happen, or that thing would happen, seemingly without my effort when I was uh, tuned in and 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 really aligning with the Lord. But I didn't have any understanding of that because that's wonderful as my church was, no one was uh, helping us understand that God was in the marketplace. In fact, when I finally came to, to, to realize that, um, it was a couple years before I, I met Doug, I was stumbling along. What took me years, had I met Doug earlier and, and, and engaged work life, could have saved me literally probably a decade. So what was so it? In my... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, you're, go ahead. So what was it, what was the two-by-four upside the head, Matt Fleming, that caused you to realize, wow, my faith should be impacting my work? Well, it was, <laughs> I, um, it was a funny story. I was actually in Atlanta at a conference where Doug was speaking and, um, in 2007, and again, 12 years into a vibrant relationship with God, well-established in my church and my community and and family, and had just gone through a lot of recent loss and pain, which set me up to go seeking. And when I heard Doug speak and some others from around the world about that God's in, he's at work with us. He's in the marketplace. He cares about about our work and business and marketplace. I, I couldn't believe it. In fact, I really thought that these guys were aliens, and, and I, I couldn't figure out how this jives with everything I've been taught, and how come no one taught me this before? And by the time it was over, it was three days in Atlanta, uh, the conference was over, I was just digging back into the scriptures, which I, I knew well, and, and I saw them all differently. I began to realize how God was uh, into our occupation, into our work, into our day-to-day, how much he, and, I'm, and I mean immediately, Jim, when I head back to Charlotte, North Carolina to go to work after that conference, my whole reality changed. I started learning how to bring the scriptures to life for clients. Um, wisdom from heaven just seemed to flow into the, the work that I did, all because my, my, my mindset had shifted and I realized that I was working alongside him. 
And that, that was the big kind of two-by-four, so to speak, that really set me on a different course. Well, and as you then got connected with Doug Spader, so you went to one of his conferences, and a couple years later you guys actually connected as Doug is working on this, this uh, the Monday Morning Atheist book, as he's working on the, the, the switch, the, the whole Monday switch kit, the whole no-moan Monday zone, as, we like, as I like to call right here and I work for him. How, what, as you start to say, you started to see God do incredible things in your workplace as as it, as you realized it became your mission field, what was what was one of the most incredible things you saw God do? Well, this is funny because so this happened. What I'm about to share with you, this testimony happened uh, just before I got a chance to really get to know Doug and engaged uh, in work life. And so once I met him and helped me understand why 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 what I'm about to share happened. So once I woke up to the fact that that God cared about my work, I, I began to pursue him at a new level. Um, I had actually just come out of a, an industry. I was between uh, jobs, and I started to pursue Lord in fasting and prayer for for the longest period I have ever uh, sought Him on in fasting. And and during that time period, He really began to dismantle my constructs, my my doctrines, my my long term uh, eschatological perspectives, and He began to talk to me about the marketplace. I I was confident that at the end of this fast. A door was going to open up for me to become a pastor or go into full-time ministry, as we tend to think of it. Um, I was confident of that. And so when the end of the, 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 the last day of this long fast came, this man came to me from church to invite me to go to work in the banking industry. And, and, and to my surprise, when I sought the Lord about it, he, he was very clearly saying, yes, interview for this job. Well, at this point, Everything I had learned was kind of being shifted and molded and, and, and was kind of going away. I was learning to think differently about, about life and business. So I went into this interview process with this global uh, uh, performance improvement company in the banking industry, of which I had no experience in banking, no experience in performance improvement or, or training. And so I went into this interview, and every time I would meet with the vice president, with the president um, from Brazil, when I would meet with uh, the leadership team and go through the interviews – it, it was like it was like God was was full on between me and them and, and, and translating everything I was was stumbling to say into a way that they, they would hear it. And, and there was just such favor involved. Well, by the time the end of the whole process came, uh, the very final day, three round, three final rounds of interview uh, interviews and then a, a full blown uh, presentation to the nine leaders uh, on the leadership team. Um, the Lord had already told me that morning that the job was mine. All right, we got so a whole got, story. We got a whole yeah. story right there. Matt Fleming will be got right it. back with us and Doug Spade as we talk more about No Moan Monday Zone work life. Have you committed your work life to the Lord? Are you willing to take that commitment to jump from Thank God it's Friday to Thank God it's Monday? Is your life being transformed by Jesus? Your workplace should be transformed right alongside everything else. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Now, Doug, you've got a friend joining us today on the air, Matt Fleming. And he was telling a story about how the Lord worked miraculously in his life. But what was it about Matt Fleming, Doug, that you wanted Matt to be on the air? What what was it about Matt's testimony that you said, he'd be a great person to bring on our No Moan Monday show when we talk about work as worship? What was it about his, his testimony? Yeah, so... We can try to fix all this, Jim, by, uh, by more knowledge and, and trying to do more and learn more and do more and learn more. Matt is, uh, is an amazing testimony to me and stuff of how to actually 
just literally, like you mentioned, you heard him before, like downloading wisdom from heaven on a day-by-day, hour-by-hour, and listen to God. And hopefully, I don't know if he, he's still on the line here. Uh, oh, he's still he on. You bet. The, yeah, to tell us the rest of that story about how how he had to, you know, listen to God for solutions, right? So a lot of us, uh, we just try to go in our own flesh and try to make it happen and stuff when when really, like we said before, God wants us to have Miracle Mondays, man, and actually listen to Him and wait for Him to move and uh, and, and basically flow with Him. So, uh that's why. So, that's what excited me about Matt. So, Matt, you were you were in the middle of your story when we had to go to break, and I'm very, very sorry. So let's pick it up for people. Step back about a, a 30 seconds into your story. You were interviewing for a job. How did you find out about this job? Why did you – I mean, you said to me right before the break that you were thinking that the Lord was going to call you into, you know, like what people would call full-time ministry in a pulpit or on the mission field. But that's not what God was saying. Correct. Not what he was saying at all, as a matter of fact. And it really – surprised me. I had a very traditional mindset and I thought, okay, well, my you know time in, in the business world is over, only to have him inject me deeper and further than I'd ever been in, in the business. In fact, one of the, the kind of uh, notes I kind of picked up along that time was that if this doesn't work outside the four walls, it's not real. And so I began to realize that he, he really wants to demonstrate this in the real world and, and every aspect of our lives and our work. And so so here I went in, eventually went through the interview process. I'm, I'm up to the last. I already noticed this unique level of God's hand in the process, favor, clarity. I mean, it was just unique. And I'm in the final uh, interview process, and long story short, I freeze about a probably a tenth of, of the way through my presentation. And, and I'm, these are smart, smart people that I'm presenting to, and I'm already way in over my head, no experience in the industry, and I freeze. Well, after this, it seemed like an hour probably two minutes, just quietness, the, vice, the, the president of the company just starts firing off questions. And, and, and with every question he gave, I would just receive this, this inspiration, this wisdom from heaven on how to respond. And I did that one question after another question after another question after another question until it was all done. And I was sure, because I was competing with people that had been in the industry and in a specific section of, of work for, for decades, and I had none. And so I was sure there's no way this can be my job. Well, I had already got a heads up from the Lord in prayer that it was my job. Um, and so the next week I found out they unanimously voted to hire me over all these qualified people. And, and this was the lesson. It came down to it. I said in prayer, Lord, why? Why would you do this? And, and, and the response was, was very clear and very quick. He said, it's no longer your, your uh, business experience. It's no longer your education. It's not even your efforts on their own anymore it's my hand it's my anointing and i want you to learn to work by faith and not fear Mm -hmm. and so as i started i started the job i was very fearful i mean i I told doug over the years i used to get tight in the chest on sunday nights because monday was coming i would worship in church on sunday nights and my chest would get tight because i knew the stress of what was coming on mondays but after about a couple months of learning to work with the lord real time like that it, it all just changed. Yeah, and Doug, I think it really that, that goes back to the conversation where our work is worship. I, you know, there, I've never heard a sermon like that yet, but I know I've read it. I've seen the scriptures. I've talked to people who understand the Hebrew words behind work. It is that truly that's what God intended when he gave Adam and Eve work. It was a worship tool. 
And when we make that paradigm shift to understand that our work is actually workship, worship, boy, it, it just starts, it transforms what we do on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jim, I, uh, I often think about the life of Jesus. We may have mentioned this in the first show, but, you know, uh, I mean, he worked for, what, 30 years in that workshop. And I, I, yeah, it's, it, you can't get around the question of why did his heavenly Father have his son Jesus work in the workshop? I mean, it seems like he would be out practicing miracles, practicing preaching, doing doing something besides work. And so, but yet it says in Scripture that he grew in stature and wisdom. And and then we also know that, that you know when Jesus says in scriptures that 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 I do nothing unless I unless I see my father working, you know, and so it was this display to us on like what Matt was saying that listen, it's no longer about just, you know, your knowledge. Uh, certainly that's good to be educated and all that stuff, but it's it's not all dependent on that. You, you know, God wants us to walk in faith. Uh, like Matt was saying, so and I have one more thing I want to tell you is this: is that Go ahead. you know uh, Matt was sort of uh, involved in prayer and everything, and us developing this Monday switch. And there's a very seminal um, thing that people go through in week number and uh, numbers five, and it's it's this that that there's three different ways that we've we've sort of framed up on how we actually approach work with God. Okay, the first one is very familiar to many of us. We just work without God. Okay, that's just, we have our Sunday experience, we do whatever, we switch God off, we accidentally practice Monday morning atheism, it's isolated, lonely, we all know what that feels like, it's uh, uh, independent. Uh, but then, because of our, our, our religiosity sometimes, we transition into this other mode, which is working for God. Now that sounds great, let's go work for God. But if we're not careful there, it, it sucks the intimacy right out of it, out of working, right? It's we try harder, we perform better, we please God and man. It's this exhausting. is how God wants us yeah. to work with him, is we transition from working without God to working for God to working with God. And that is enjoying, working in the finished work of the cross, resting in what God's already completed— but we have the privilege and the honor to be a part of this amazing, amazing story that God's doing. So working with God is, uh, is really the answer. Well, and I, I love that, and it, it is something that, that we've experienced. Because I've experienced the you know, working without God, and, and where, where I, you know, I pray in the morning or whatever, and, and I've gone all day, and I don't even think about God until I pray for dinner. I'm like, oh, bummer. Been ten hours since I prayed, and then the working for God. When you work for God, it's exhausting. I mean, it, it actually saps all of the energy out of your life because you're doing it all on your own. You think you're doing great things, but you're really doing it on your own strength, and it is a disaster. Hardly ever effective, and and it is exhausting. But working with God, like you did this morning in the gym, when you see where God is working, and you go there and you work alongside of Him, you it, it, it's. That because it's, it doesn't extend, expend energy in the same way. Mental yeah. energy is not expended when you work with God. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Matt, what's uh, what's some of the things you do each day to actually make this transition, especially on Monday, to actually kind of stay in this with mode with God, not just falling back to this 
shame and duty and performing of working for God? What are some of the things that uh, you could share with us? Yeah, that's a good question, man. I um, Some of the early things that I did back in the day was it's just what every time at work, at the office, or wherever it was, things got stressful or I, I just became overwhelmed, I would literally just stop and get push myself away from what I was doing, just stop and be still and quiet and remember the truth of how with him we are, how with us he is, and and, and then almost and let refreshing come, right? For those times of refreshing, they can come regularly and often, and then I would be able to step right back up to the task and get clarity on what I need to do next. Um, but today, day and age, a lot of it is an immediate practice mindset of waking up with the understanding and giving yourself time. Um, uh, it, it literally doesn't even take a lot of time with some practice to just w- and spend time with the Lord in the morning quietly. Uh, it's obviously study, worship, and everything's wonderful and important part. But one of the most important things I've learned is to just be still and to be quiet and to, f- and to let the Lord reveal to me where I'm not aligned with that truth at the moment. Let him bring me into alignment with my mindset. And then, so that way, as I step in, I notice a, a far greater level of, of favor and synchronicity and, and ease of which the right things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I love that, Matt. That is so awesome. And, and I love the, just the, okay, hey, when I feel stress, you know, I stop, I be still, I, I'm, I'm quiet. You're, you're, you didn't say it, but you're praying. You're focusing in the uh-huh. presence of God being all around you. And, and that's, you know, what I find is that when, when I'm in one of those spots, even if, you know, just like you, you talked about freezing in your presentation, where where he's like, you, all of a sudden in your mind, you're like, okay, Lord, I don't know what's happening here, but I need <laughs> you right now. But so often, I have conversations with people, and I have to stop and say, Lord, I have no idea how to answer this person's question. I have mm-hmm. no idea how to make this decision. I need your help to recognize that he's there to help us instead of figuring out. My problem is sometimes I forget to stop. When I've got a question to answer, because I think I'm just all so full of incredible wisdom, uh, instead yep. of just saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? And, and that's, as we get more and more years under our belt as business people, we tend to think we've got experience. We don't, we, we don't need to ask God because we already know the answer. Does that ever happen to either of you guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, I, I, I ahead, a lot of it, and Doug's helped me with this a lot, is, is I'll, I'll get on a roll. Right? We just get on a roll to where, especially when things are going good. So we got, we, we prayed, we got synchronized, we're in a good space, we're conscious of the Lord, we're moving forward. Well, it doesn't take too long. Could be a few hours, could be a couple of days. Before you know it, we're just moving by the sheer uh, momentum that was created before. And we're not taking time to stop for a moment, resynchronize, and realize who's actually doing this. And one of the things that Doug and I have practiced for five years together is it is finished reminding each other that before we even start the day, all the works were prepared beforehand. It is finished. Now let's go step into it and discover what's been prepared for us. Yeah. Boy, mm-hmm. and, and really what we need is one of those every 20 or 30 minutes, a, a literal two-by-four to smack us upside the head and remind us that because it's so easy to get caught up. Matt Fleming, thanks so much for being on I Work for Him and joining Doug and I in this conversation. It was, it was just awesome to have you here today. Yeah, thank You're you. welcome. Thank you both. Doug, I really want to focus on, uh, let's just talk practical, because you, you mentioned it. We mm-hmm. talked about the Garden of Eden and how God created work 
before mm-hmm. evil entered the world. Uh, you know, yep. I grew up with that impression that work was evil, <laughs> but it wasn't. God said it's good. And that's really when you look at the lesson that you have for week three of the switch, it's that work is good. Work is good. God made work because work is good. And mm-hmm. How is work worship? I mean, that's kind of a weird concept. We think of worship as singing, raising our hands. If you tend to raise your hands, I haven't quite got that far yet, but I, I, I bow my heart when I pray. How, how is work worship? Yeah. Well, Jim, I think, uh, I mean, let me just rip through five real key points biblically that, uh, that people need to understand so that we can sort of debunk this, uh, that, you know, somehow Adam and Eve messed up and then God cursed work and then we all just have to put up with it. So here, here's the five real quickies, right? Well, number right. one, God himself is a worker, okay? Number two, he created people, us, in his image to be his co-workers, okay? So we're, we work with God. We're created, it says, in his image, right? So that's number two. Number three, God established work before sin, before the fall. You just mentioned that. Number, or number three. Number four, God commends work even after the fall. And then uh, five, work itself was not cursed by the fall, but the ground was, but back to your question, okay? Uh, in, in Genesis 2.15, when God put Adam in the garden before, before the fall, okay, Adam, Adam was in there to tend the garden, to work the garden. Well, that word that God uses, work, uh, in, in Genesis 2.15, is a Hebrew word called avodah, A-V-O-D-A-H. Well, throughout, you know, many places in the Old Testament, it's also where God uses the same word as worship. So work is actually worship to God. He sees it as the same thing. So just like when you and I are in our worship experience, however we express that to God, our very work, whether it's a spreadsheet or digging a ditch or practicing medicine or running business, that is worship unto God. So I think the foundational, what we call sort of the theology of work, and the fact that work is actually a spiritual act, it's not just something that's sort of on the side or around, is very, very critical to people making the switch on Monday. Well, and you say God's a worker. Now, I, I, I understand. We're told to look to see where God is working and go there, because we've seen Him. You, if you really gain eyes, and some days I have better eyes than others, and I'm talking about spiritual eyes, where I could see God working in somebody's heart because I can see their whole mind shifting and opening towards the, the ideal of his reality. So I understand God's a worker. But why do you think God created us as co-workers? Where do you get that idea? Yeah. Well, you brought up something else. I want to make sure that, uh, that we understand is this, is that... Um, Sometimes we look at work and that it's all about just where we go and that we have, uh, that we can use work. Here's a, here it is. We use work as a platform to reach people. Okay. That, that would be generally how, what we, we pick up maybe from the way we were raised or from, from our church setting or things like that. But here's the truth. The ve- God enjoys the very work itself. The very work itself. Okay. Brings honor and glory to God. So it's, is, and that's where excellence comes in, right? Doing your work well, not cheating your boss, not cheating your organization. So if you, you, you can't be a bad accountant and think that you're going to, to, to spread God's kingdom. It's just not, not that's not, not reality, you follow me? Because people right. will, you've lost your credibility uh, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, 
Yeah, I think that, you know, the point that you said about seeing God work and being a coworker and stuff, uh, he does create, he's put special, we have special, uh, he's created us uniquely, and, and, you know, all of us have different gifts and stuff that we, he puts his, his, his power and his spirit in us to actually create and to work and to uh, build buildings and to practice medicine and all of those. All of those are expressions uh, of God. So when we say, uh, you know, co-working with God or, or that kind of stuff, that's, that's what we mean. I love that. Doug Spada with Work Life and the Monday Switch. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Look forward to next week. Thank you. All right. When we, uh, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, just a reminder, go to worklife.org, click on the Let's Make the Switch picture that's got the I Work For Him logo on it, worklife.org. Join Martha and I and thousands of people around the country making the Monday Switch. Tomorrow's show, Lee Strobel with The Case for Christ. Movie coming up, to be released very soon. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him.